Hello, welcome everyone to Burgess Power Hour. And tonight, today, we are talking about attachments. Yay! Attachments and trusting. Attachments can being attached to something and also just trusting and allowing. And what the differences are about being attached to the way things look and how that can uh, perhaps set us up for some kind of disappointment and uh, also giving us some distinctions on how to trust the process and to ask for something even more than what we think is possible. So welcome to the call tonight and looking at how do we get attached to certain things and how that upsets us or disappoints us if we don't get what we ask for or we get attached to it being a certain thing, how do we deal with that? And tonight I'm going to just uh, go through a couple of points around that about how to trust, give us some tools on allowing ourselves to go with the flow and um, giving us some distinctions on if you're going to be attached to something uh, and being really focused on something, then giving us a, an opportunity of what should we be attached to. Because I know many of us, including me, we get attached to the way things look. We want it to be a certain job or a certain relationship or a certain money or a certain weight or a certain idea or a certain business or a certain time period. And we think, okay, if I really, really focus on it, then it's going to come to me. And that's, of course, what a lot of people think uh, law of attraction is when we talk about law of attraction. And there's so many parts and so, so many nuances to talk about when you talk about law of attraction. But the thing tonight is we really want to discuss, or today, want to discuss about what happens when you get too to, to attached to something. And let's say, well, one of the things that I say in my Essence of Being classes is that attachment can cloud the truth. So if you are really attached to something looking like a certain way and, you, and it doesn't come in exactly the time that you want it to be, a lot of us just give up. We give up on what we think we want because that's easy to do. We know how to let go of our desires. We know how to let go of what we want and we settle. Or we get really attached to it and it keeps us very limited as to what we can create. Because that's why whenever I do affirmations, you know, which I say are little lies we tell ourselves until they become true, sometimes mm -hmm. I do affirmations where I say something like, I choose to have the, let's, let's just use uh, relationships. Uh, I choose to have the most loving, conscious relationship possible. Let's say that that's an affirmation that I use, and I'm really attached to it being that way. But I, I always add something to the end of it which is this or something better, this or something greater, or this or something more. So you can always say, I choose to have a conscious, loving relationship or something even better. Or I choose to have a perfect uh, job opportunity or I choose to have a perfect career or something even greater. I choose to be a certain weight and feel a certain way or something even more. 
And I always add to that the highest good for all concerned. Because a lot of times we think we know what's best for us, and I know that perhaps many of us have thought, well, this is the way I want it. It's got to be this way, and this is the best way that that I think is going to be good for me. And then you take a right turn somewhere, and it, it turns out to be not exactly the way that you thought it was going to be. And then that's when we can get into trouble. We can start beating ourselves up or... Uh, We start thinking, well, it didn't happen in the timeline I wanted or the way I wanted it. So if you add to all the affirmations that you say with the highest good for all concerned, then it kind of like puts a whole different attitude toward it so that you can say, I choose to have what I want in my life and the highest good for all concerned because you kind of are turning it over at that point to say, you know what, I may have a limited focus. I may be limited in how I'm thinking it's going to be. So I I choose to focus on what I want, and I'm going to say it out loud, and I'm going to vision it and think about it, but I'm also going to add to it, or the highest good for all concerned, because maybe it's something I hadn't even thought of. Maybe it's going to come to me in a different way than I I can't even imagine. So you kind of allow yourself to let go of the limitations if you add that on to your affirmations by saying this or something greater or the highest good for all concerned. Because I don't know about you, but I've been attached to things in my life. And uh, if I don't perceive them in the way that I want them to, it does set, it sets me up. It sets me up for disappointment. And then I have a choice at that moment. Like I said, I can either be disappointed and just forget about it and uh, start going into, um, well, maybe it wasn't meant to be, or I put myself, feel guilty about it and think that I did something wrong, or I can just surrender to the fact that something greater is coming along. Maybe that wasn't the timing for me. So you have choices. You always have a choice of how you feel. So for me, one of my greatest things that I, that I think is a really powerful thought is that goes along with being attached is just trust and allow and don't ask how. Trust and allow that what you choose to have in your life is going to happen. Just don't ask how or when. <laughs> you can always add that into it. Trust and allow and don't ask how or when. Because for me... I, I get really attached. I get really attached to the timing. I think, well, I've been doing Essence of Being now for 22 years in this way, and there's been so many times that I thought that this was going to be it for me, that this was going to be my last year, this is not happening the way I wanted to, and I let go and surrender of my attachment to it, and as soon as I let go and surrender of the attachment, then, bam, all these other things start happening that I didn't even think about, that I couldn't have even possibly imagined necessarily it happening in the way it's happened, and that's why I'm all over the world now, is because of letting go of that attachment and just following my trusting and allowing, following my guidance. So let me give you an example 
Have you ever done a puzzle, like a, you ever done puzzles before, jigsaw puzzles? You know, you might be really mm-hmm. attached. Yeah, you might be really attached to certain pieces, and you think, oh, I'm going to find this piece. I'm going to find this piece, this piece. Focus on the piece that you really want, and it has to be that piece. And then, all of a sudden, you let go of your limitations, you let go of your attachment, and it opens up a whole nother part of you to see, oh, well, maybe this other piece over here that I'm not even looking at, maybe that piece goes somewhere and you decide to take that out of the box and you put it on part of the puzzle and you know exactly where it goes. And then let's say you go back and you focus on that one piece that you've identified and say, I really want that piece. That's the one I'm looking for. And then you let go of the attachment again to it being that piece and you see another piece that just pops in. You're like, wow, that piece must go on another part of the puzzle, so let me put that there. And so each time, each time you let go of that attachment to it being that particular piece, it opens you up to see other things. It opens you up to let go of your limitations to perhaps bring what you want to you in another way. And so whenever I'm making a puzzle... I, I laugh at myself because I do. I get attached to being a certain piece that I'm looking for, and then I realize as soon as I let go of the attachment, I'm building my puzzle. I'm just building it in a different way than I thought I wanted to. So one of the tools that I'm going to remind you of, those of you who have done the essence of being and done any of my classes and um, workshops and programs is that you can use the universe to-do list and that universe to-do list is really, really powerful and just turning it over and not being attached to it being a certain way. Turning it over to the universe to say, you guys handle it. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know when it's coming. I'm not sure how to do it. And it allow, it frees you up. It frees you up from worrying about a certain thing and maybe money or worrying about your health, or worrying about your children or your parents, or worrying about the career or the business. It really alleviates that attachment that we get to, we got to figure it out, you know. For me, um, I make a lot of lists, and this universe to-do list is really powerful if I remind myself that on the left-hand side of, of a piece of paper, I would put all the, li- all the things I'm willing to do just for today. So I write on my side of the list what I'm willing to do for today. And then on the other side of the piece of paper, I write the universe to-do list, and I give the universe marching orders. I turn it over and I say, show me the way to um, create peace in my family. Give me signs as to which way I should go with this project. Um, Help me understand what my relationship is going through. Um, Handle everything at work that I don't know how to deal with. Handle all that stuff in my relationship that I'm not sure how to fix. You know, you you turn it over. You give the universe all the big stuff, and you just turn it over and say, you know what, 
you have a lot more resources than I do right now because I'm right in the middle of it, and I'm not sure really how it's going to look, and I'm not sure really how the best way to handle this is. So whatever is going on in your life, you can turn it over to the universe and just say, you guys handle it. And that helps you to let go of the attachment of, A, you trying to figure it out, and, B, you trying to figure out exactly the timeline and which which thing to do next. And it really does help you let go and surrender and enjoy the journey a lot more than the destination. So, so many of us, we really get attached to that destination. Got to be this job, this figure, this perfect person, this business, this bank account. And that we we say, okay, that's our destination. And until we get that, we can't be happy. And so it's a little trap that we can find ourselves in. People say, well, yeah, Burge, but you tell us to focus, you know, what you focus on expands. And if you vision things that you want in your life, then, uh, you know, you're thinking about those things and you're choosing that and you're taking action steps toward that. Absolutely, you're right. But there's a little caveat to that. You, you say, this is what I want, but I'm not going to be attached to getting it. So it's this oxymoron. It's uh, it's kind of a fun little crazy game you can play with yourself. You say, yes, this is what I choose to have, and I'm not attached to how it comes. I'm not attached to when it comes. And even for some people, I'm not even attached to if it comes. So if you want to be attached to something, be attached to the journey. Be attached to you're, you're adding value in the world. Be attached to the journey of it, not the destination, not the outcome. And there's so many creative ways to get where you want to go. And maybe you've been looking at it only one way. So the part about this that really hits home for me is one of my stories that I tell about myself, I was really attached. When I was a single mom and only had a car with one headlight and a door that didn't work and a -a two-and-a-half-year-old son, um, and I was bankrupt, I'd lost everything, I didn't have anything to my name except this one little car and my son. And at that time, I was really attached to a perfect car that I wanted. It was a 560 SL teal convertible with a cream interior. And that's what I wanted. And I I did my vision boards. I wrote my visions. I went to the Mercedes dealerships. And I went in there and smelled the tires and kicked the tires and smelled the leather and test drove these Mercedes like they were mine and envisioned myself driving these things. And I was really, 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 really attached to it being that. I was very focused and very specific. It had to be that. And then one day I had someone say, have you ever tried a Lexus? 
And I said, no, I've never tried a Lexus. So I got into a Lexus, and I decided to uh, drive around in a Lexus and test drive it, and I realized that it was more exciting and more comfortable, and I liked it more than the Mercedes. So I let go of the attachment of it being that Mercedes, and I realized through that whole process that I wasn't really attached to the Mercedes. I was attached to the feeling that I could actually afford to buy one. Because you remember, here I am, a single mom with one with a, in a car that didn't work basically half the time, and I had to crawl in through the window. So that's the place I was in. And so to me, having that Mercedes was my my actual, I was attached to feeling abundant. That's what I really wanted, not necessarily the car. So I realized that at that time that what I really wanted to do was just feel abundant. That's what I was attached to. And the cool thing about that whole story and the moral of the story or the end of the story is I ended up getting both eventually. So... um, that was one of my biggest aha moments was that, wow, I am so attached to it looking a certain way, I totally did not even allow myself to think outside of my my own little box that I put myself in. And I realized that the feeling place that I was really attached to was just feeling abundant and feeling like I was adding value. So... I'm going to remind those of you who have taken the Essence of Being and all the classes uh, about what this means about adding value. Because if you really want to be attached to something, be attached to adding value in the world. That is where you get your best and your most sense of purpose. So... There's a concept about adding value. There's a concept called uh, precession, and that is what Buckminster Fuller shared with us when he was alive is precession. And for some of you, this is a review about what precession is and a reminder that if you're going to be attached to something, be attached to adding value. Okay? So precession is, remember, the effect of bodies in motion on other bodies in motion. So when you drop a stone into a pool of water, it creates a ripple effect. So you create this ripple effect, and you ha- you basically have that stone that's a body in motion, and it creates another body in motion. It has an effect. And the sun and the moon, or the moon and the earth, they're two bodies in motion affecting each other. And so the other part is when, for instance, when you're um, going toward a goal that you get really attached to, you say, I have this goal in mind, and you're moving toward that goal, and you get to the goal and you make it, and then you realize that wasn't it in the first place. Once you get there, you say, now what? Now what do I do? Okay, I did that, been there. Now what do I do? That really wasn't it. So what happens is 
as you're moving toward your goal, you are creating an effect because you're in motion. And so the effect that you create, it ripples. That part of you that you don't even know sometimes, you don't even know how much of, a, of an impact you've made on someone. It creates your true purpose. In other words, like Bucky said, Buckminster Fuller, if you're, let's say that there's a bee, the bee's going toward the flower, and the bee's goal is to get the nectar from the flower. So the bee goes every morning and wakes up and says, I'm going to go get nectar, 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 nectar. But the true purpose of that bee is to cross-pollinate. The true purpose is to cross-pollinate and make more flowers. That's the bigger picture. But the bee doesn't wake up every morning and say, I'm going to go cross-pollinate today. The bee just goes toward the nectar. And Bucky said, we're like those honeybees. We have a goal, and we're going toward that nectar. We go toward the goal, and we're moving. But the bigger purpose and the grander scheme of what we are doing is really what it's about, that we're having an effect in the world, that we affect each other as long as we're moving, as long as we are adding value along the way, our processional effect will add value. And we may be able to see the purpose of that, we may not. We may be able to get glimpses of what kind of effect we've had in the world, and we may not. Most of us probably have had some kind of inkling about what kind of effect we've made in the world. And I tell my story, uh, one of my stories about my processional effects that I've had in the world is when I was teaching high school, and I taught this kid uh, some drama in high school, and he, his name was Reggie, and he was this brilliant, brilliant um, actor that loved, he, had a, he was a raw talent, he, was, he had a passion for singing and dancing, and I was directing him in a show. And at the end of the show... He was graduating from high school, and I said, Who is it? Hello? Yeah, go ahead and mute yourself if you've got background noise, everybody. Hit star six or mute yourself, okay? You can star six or mute yourself if you're in the background there, if you've got background noise. So I said, Reggie, Reggie, you've got to do this for your life. You're, You're so wonderful in this. And he said... Yeah, I know, but my mom and my dad want me to be a doctor, so I'm going to go to medical school. And I said, well, honey, all I know is you're excellent. Just follow your dreams because this is your real passion. And I never saw him again after he graduated from high school until about four years later. I was at Disney World in front of the castle, in Cinderella, Cinderella's castle, and he was out there dancing and singing, doing a solo. And I was this crazy woman jumping up and down going, Reggie, Reggie, oh, my God, Reggie, I can't believe it's you. And he saw me in the crowd, and he called for me backstage, and he got down on his knees, and he said, Burge, Burge, thank you so much. You told me to follow my dreams, and I did, and my parents are so proud of me, and I'm making more money than I've ever made, and I'm traveling to Japan and doing what I love, and I thank you so much for everything that you said to me, and I I followed your advice. 
And I just didn't even know what to say because I didn't realize I had that effect on him. I didn't know that. I was just this high school teacher saying, hey, go follow your dreams, kid, follow your dreams. I didn't realize that that affected him so deeply. And so I'm here to remind all of us that we make a difference and that we matter and that we're important and the things that we do and say make a difference as long as we are adding value. Meaning, as long as we are adding to this world somehow, whether we're helping people with time or money or friendship or experience or making the world a better place somehow, even if we think it's just the tiniest, minute thing, just having a kind word to someone can totally shift their whole being, their whole life. Smiling at people can add value. And as long as you're adding value and moving along the way, in other words, if you stay still and you don't move toward anything, you don't have a goal or you don't have something that you really want and you're, and you're stagnant and standing still, you don't have an effect. You have no effect on any, anything. So you have to be moving. And as long as you're moving, you're having an effect. And as long as you're moving and adding value, your effect adds value. And you just have to trust that that's the truth. And that's the trust and allow piece. Trust and allow and don't ask how. Just know that you're adding value along the way. Be attached to that journey, not the goal, not the destination. Does anybody have anything they want to share about that or ask questions or can they think of a time in their life when that made a difference, when you felt like maybe you didn't matter or maybe you were too attached to things looking a certain way and it backfired on you and maybe it came in a different way. Does anybody have anything they want to share about that or ask questions about it? This is the time when you can speak if you have anything. And if you do, just unmute yourself, star six, or unmute. Bird, this is Tina Smith. Hi, Tina. Hi. I used to teach Sunday school to fifth and sixth grade girls, and they were inner city girls. And... You know, they didn't have, you know, father figures in the home, and it was very obvious that they were always searching for outside things to make them feel good, to validate them, to give them purpose. And I was trying to teach them that it has to come from within. You have to value yourself. 
before you go out here seeking value from other people, you shouldn't. You should value yourself, and then you can bring that to the other person. And I, it was a struggle because they never seemed like they were getting anything. And one day I was in Walmart, and one of the young ladies, she's now a senior in high school, came up to me. I said, oh, Miss Smith, Miss Smith. I'm so glad you're my Sunday school teacher because now she's going to college. She never thought she could go to college. Now she's going to college, and she's going to be a doctor. And because I just kept, you know, just kept steady in what I was teaching them, it did, something really did sink in. And I don't think it was more so for her as it was for me as well. I needed to hear her say that. And I'm so glad that our paths crossed that day in the store because I think I really needed to hear it more than she needed to tell me how I affected her. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's perfect. That's a perfect example of, you know, the way that the universe conspires. <laughs> it conspires to put us together in a certain way, in a certain timing, in a certain synergist, you know, synergistic moment that makes a difference that's why i always you know say surrender surrender meaning not give up but surrender and allowing instead of thinking it has to really be a certain way you know and allowing things to come to us and easy easy and and graceful so that's that's perfect tina and one of my favorite um movies about procession and about allowing and things maybe not turning out the way we think it should or would or that we think it, you know, we get attached to it looking a certain way is uh, It's a Wonderful Life. And that's that Christmas movie with Jimmy Stewart in it, if any of you know that, where they, uh, he thinks his life is really miserable and that he's really screwed up in his life and it didn't turn out the way he wanted it to. He never got to travel. He never got to do the things he wanted to do, and he felt like everybody in his life would be better off if he had never been born. And so the angel from heaven came down and showed him what the world would be like without him in it if he had never been born. And he had had such an effect on this entire town, he had no idea what effect he had really had. And that he had had such a wonderful life, and what he he had he had changed so many people's lives simply because he existed, and on the course of events of what he was creating. So it was really really powerful. Uh, he said, "Please let me live again. Let me live again." So he got to see really really how much an effect he had. And the angel said, okay, you're, you're, you get to live again. And he said, yes, I'm going to jail. Yes, I'm broke. And yes, there's scandal. And yes, all these, this drafty house and all these things that he thought were horrible in his life. He got to see the real purpose and the real true value of who he was and what he was doing in the world. That's alcohol. Okay, okay. So that particular movie I love because right after he realized that he was showered with all of this love and appreciation and money and everything shifted in his life 
So I just love that movie. If you've ever seen it or not seen it, check it out. It's a wonderful life. It's a really great processional story. It is a wonderful life. Hi, Burge. Hi, Deanna. Um, you know, when you get soft, I'm sorry I'm hard of hearing, but when you get soft in the voice, I'm really struggling to hear you. Okay. Can, um, but please carry on. I'm sorry. That's okay. Can, can you hear me now okay? I can hear you when you're talking, but when you go uh, soft with your voice and your words, that's, I can't hear you. Okay. So I don't know. You know, I just had to mention that. Okay. Phase in and out. <laughs> Thank you. I'll try not to be soft. Well, I, I love you soft, but be soft and loud, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's background noise going on, too, and I don't know if that's from you, Deanna, or if it's from other people, but I can hear I am a lot of background. I'm quiet room. Yeah, I don't know who's, who's... But do you guys, do you understand that whole concept that if you feel like it's got to be a certain way that... What I do, again, is I, I'm going to give you the tools again, is for me, if I say I choose to have this in my life or I choose to be this or I'm creating this, I always add or something even more or something greater. And the highest good for all concerned. It's really important to, to mention all of that when you are focusing, focusing on what you want. Because to me... I'm all-encompassing at that point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it comes a certain way. It's going to come the way that's best for all concerned. And you can't go wrong saying it that way. And the other part is saying the universe to-do list, using that universe to-do list. It really, 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 really works. But here's the caveat, here's the key about that. If you're going to do the universe to-do list, and you'll say that you put uh, over onto the universe aside, say, um, you know, I want a red Mercedes, or I, or I desire to have a red Mercedes. You can't keep looking in the garage every day and saying, well, it's not here yet. It's not here yet. You ha- When you turn it over, you really just turn it over. And everything comes to you in divine time. So if you look at it that way and you remind yourself of it that way, it doesn't really it doesn't really set you up for as much disappointment as it might if you're really attached to it coming a certain time, coming a certain way. And I bet if all of you really think about it, you've had all kinds of things in your life come to you totally out of left field that you had no idea it was going to come that way whether it be a relationship or you meet somebody or you had a job interview or, you, you know, it's just perfect synchronicity that happened in your life that created it, something that you didn't even think that was going to happen, that you couldn't have even orchestrated it yourself that way. And that's why I say the universe conspires for me to have things in my highest good. So if you trust and allow and don't ask how or when, then it c- creates a sense of peaceful existence with what you want. 
it, it really does alleviate stress. And I have to remind myself of that, too. You know, I'm a 22-year overnight sensation. I could have given up, but I didn't. And I trusted and allowed. And now this work and this experience and adding value with essence of being and all the things I'm doing is all over the world now. And I was guided. So does anybody have anything they want they need help on tonight? Is there anything that I can support you in with not being attached to it looking a certain way or understanding some of these concepts are pretty big concepts that I'm throwing out with you tonight about procession and trusting and allowing. Does anybody have anything they want to that they need support on? Bert, this is Tina again. Hey Tina. Hey. How do you you know, like you said earlier, everybody has their dreams and and their big picture that they're trying to achieve. So how do you you know, not take your mind off your big picture, but, you know, put it aside, I guess you could say, and try to focus on the steps that's going to get you there. What, um, let me see what I'm trying to ask. The steps that get you to your big picture, how do you, you know, just allow that to happen? I mean, you got to put in things in place. You have to have some kind of plan. But as you're going through these steps, Go ahead, Bert. Yeah, so in other words, you're saying you have a pl- – so you let's say you have a desire and you have a vision of what you want. And right. And you have practical steps that you want to put in place, right, in order right. to achieve those goals, okay? Right. That's great. Go ahead and do that. But then here's the thing. Here's the piece about that that kind of trips people up. You can go ahead and make those plans but not be attached to them and and not be, um, you know, surrender to whatever happens and don't think that it's, well, I guess that wasn't for me. John Lennon said it best, right? Um, uh, life happens to us when we're busy making other plans. That's true. <laughs> so so it's, you have to make plans in order, if you have a goal, you absolutely want to vision it, you want to focus on it, you want to allow it, and you make the practical steps in order to achieve it and not be attached to the goal. You, if you're going to be attached to something, be attached to the journey. Because as long as you're moving, as long as you're adding value on that journey, then you are creating your purpose. Your purpose, you, you, that's your bigger purpose. And, I, and that's the the thing that trips people up is sometimes they don't see that. They only focus on the goal. Okay. And if you're, if you're focusing just on the goal and saying, that, you know, I'm not going to be successful unless I fill in the blank, right? Right. I, that, that's the, then you put all your hopes and dreams on that goal. And 
remember what I said. A lot of people, when you make a goal and you, you get it, you kind of then say, wow, that was great, now what? Mm-hmm. So okay. that's why. That's why is because if you definitely take the steps, take the practical steps, but the whole time you're doing that, it's like a game. It's sort of like, I know this goal really isn't it for me, but this is this is why I'm getting out of bed every morning. This is my why. And I know that whatever I'm choosing every day is something that uh, is bringing me closer to my purpose because I'm adding value every day, not because I'm getting or not getting the goal. So the biggest key is the value that you're adding, and the value that you're adding is going to take you to your goal or it could take you to someplace even better that you never really expected, okay? Exactly. And not just take you somewhere, but you're in it. It's sort of like uh, it could take you, it could definitely you achieve your goal that way or even something greater, bigger, 90-degree angle that you didn't even think about. Okay. But as long as you're adding value and you're walking towards your goal, then that's it. Then your true purpose is being utilized. And like I said, you may have the gift of being able to see what that is at times. You mm-hmm. may be able to see, wow, like it's like your story of how you added value. Right. But mm. so many of us get tripped up with it's got to be the goal. If I don't achieve it, if I don't get this, this way, in this time, then then I'm a failure, then I haven't succeeded. And when is it ever going to happen? Right. There's a lot of people out there that are so focused on their goal that nothing can drive them away from it. Well, like I said, what you focus on expands, yes. You know, I teach that too, right? Right. If you get attached to it, (laughs) looking a certain way, then that can really it can get you in a place of upset or disappointment or impatience. Mm -hmm. And if I had done that with Essence of Being, uh, you know, I had goals. I've had goals all along with with this company and with this work. And when I was seeing that it was not happening exactly the way I wanted it, I could have just stopped. But I knew that I was adding value, so I didn't stop. I was still moving. Mm-hmm. And things just started happening in different ways that I had no idea was going to happen. Right. I didn't give up. I didn't give up on the journey. I didn't give up on the um, the journey of it is the best way to describe it because... Mm-hmm. Like I said, if you really, if you keep all your focus on the goal, meaning your attachment to the goal, and you can focus on the goal, but if you're attached to it, then you're limiting yourself. Okay. Does that make a distinction for you? Yes, it does. And the reason why I brought it up because I'm attached. I don't know if I'm attached, but I'm focused on this certain apartment that I want to move into. Mm-hmm. There's a waiting list right now, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I'm on this call because now I don't want to get attached to it. Even though I would like that particular apartment is set up exactly like I would want it. It's nice and modern and clean and everything. It's in the right neighborhood. 
I just better not get attached to it and lose well, sight say, of something better. Yeah, you say, exactly. You say, I want that or something better. Right. Okay, great. I mean, how does that feel? That feels great. Yes. Yes, because if you get to it, it's got to be this, and if it doesn't come, then how does that make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> like you're a failure or bad or guilty or ashamed or, you know, down in the dumps. So it's always this or something better. I'm open to all the possibilities that the universe is going to provide for me. I don't know what it is, maybe. I think it's, this is what I want, and this is what I choose, and, I, and I'm open to it being something even better. Mm-hmm. And we've all had that happen to us before where, um, in hindsight, you look at something that's happened and you think, wow, if that hadn't happened... At the time, it really sucked, let's say, or at the time, it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. But now I see if that hadn't happened, then I wouldn't be in the place I'm in now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the key for you, Tina, is just saying this or something better. Thank you. And I always add the highest good for all concerned because you really, really can't go wrong asking for that. I choose to live in an apartment like this or something better, and it's whatever is the highest good for all concerned is what I want to focus on. Because, I mean, that's pure essence right there. You can't go, you can't really fight that. All right. Thank you, Berg. Welcome. Anybody else have something they want to focus on? Birch, this is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Hi. I think I think no. I'm um, I'm attached to money, income, and I worry about you know not having, not making ends meet. I realize that that is um, not good to do. That's not a, you know not not a positive thought, but I have a hard time. Um, getting away from that thought and having constantly, you know, be worried. Okay, and and have you done the universe to-do list about that? Uh, No. So my suggestion would be um, if you're constantly worried about something like that and you're, because remember, when you're worried about something, your mind is in the future. You're in the what-ifs, okay? Mm -hmm. So you're not in the present moment. So if you find yourself there a lot, if you're worrying about something like money a lot, just turn that over to the universe. And what I would say is on your list, you'd say, you know, um, I'm going to make five phone calls today. I'm going to send out my email list. I'm going to uh, take out the trash. I'm going to uh, write a vision, whatever you're willing to do for that day. But on the Mm -hmm. universe's side, you would say something like, Show me the way to feel at ease around my income. Give me signs as to what is the best way to create cash. Help me feel into my prosperity. Mm -hmm. Give me a way to feel abundant. So you're you're basically giving the universe orders, and you're saying, you guys handle this. Alleviate my stress and my worry around money. 
You handle it. Yes. Because I don't know how. Yes, because if I I know that if I uh, I focus on that, you know, it, it will expand. I will have less, and I'll you know I'll be worried more. And yes, I know that. I'm aware of that, but it's such hard. Yeah, it's a cycle, right? It's this huge yeah. uh, bubble talk, that right? This yeah. bubble talk or that cycle of I don't have enough, and then you end up not having enough, and it just makes you feel worse. And then you, then you're it's like a cycle. You can't break the cycle. Yes. So again, remember the other tool that I tell you guys in the essence of being, as you say, until recently, I where uh-huh. I was concerned about money. Now I know that I'm provided for at all times, or I'm willing to believe. Okay, that's always a good one to say. I'm willing to believe that I'm always provided for. I'm willing to believe. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes if you say, I know I'm always provided for, that's not necessarily true for some people. So if you just say, I'm willing to believe it, then mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a huge step right there. Because as you know, the most powerful force you have is what you say to yourself and believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree. So if you're Thank you, Bert. You're welcome, honey. If you're constantly worried about the money money flow, I'll tell you one thing that I did that really did help me get out of where I was when I was basically uh, not I was not in a good place with with cash at all. Was mm-hmm. I gave give as you go and create a flow. That's yes. the first thing I like to say. Give as you go and create a flow. So what I did is I gave my way out of um, prosperity. In other words, I gave people, you know, things that I had, whether it be a dollar, whether it be my time, whether it be, um, you know, uh, art or whatever I had, you know, something that I would give them that made me feel more abundant, that Mm -hmm. I really helped that person just for that moment, you know, just for that sense of, wow, I feel really abundant right now because I supported this person and helped them, and so I gave to them. Just so I, and it made me feel like I was adding value, and it made me feel abundant. Therefore, it primed the pump. Are you familiar with that saying? No. No. You prime a pump? It's these old, I don't know, but these old pumps that you used to pump with water, the water pump, you'd have to prime it. You would have to, like, move it up and down, up and down, up and down, oh, up yeah. and down, and then finally the, the water would come out. Yes. So it's called priming the pump with your feeling of being prosperous and abundant. So you would, you know, what I did is I just kept giving, and it created the flow. It created yeah. a flow of abundance for me. I mean, it sounds counterintuitive because you're thinking, "Wow, I don't have I don't have anything to give," you know. But if you let go of that attachment, there it is, that attachment again. If you let go mm-hmm. of the attachment of "I have to have this in order to survive," then it frees you up to say, "Well, okay, I'm going to give as I go and create a flow." So here's a dollar to someone. Okay, that that felt pretty good. And uh, here I'm going to give uh, some clothes to Goodwill. That that felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things where you can support um, your your flow because 
as soon as you tighten up and say, I can't, or I'm afraid, or there's not enough, that tightens everything up, and it constricts you. And then the worry really gets overwhelming. Yes, I know the feeling. I don't like it. (laughs) Well, good. And that's what we call that contrast, remember? If there's stuff that's not working in your life, that's the contrast showing you what's not working so that you can focus on what what can work. So if you don't like something, then that's good. That means you are aware of something you don't want. So now you can choose what you want. And the best way to shift out of that is to focus on the things that, that are, you know, focus on what is working. And part of that, what helped me, I mean, I'm telling you right now, it helped me get out of where I was and move forward was I was giving. Giving. Give give as you go and create a flow. Trust and allow and don't ask how. Hmm. An attachment can cloud the truth. Attachment can cloud the truth for all of us. It makes it cloudy. We're not clear sometimes to the truth of what is possible for us because we don't allow ourselves to see past our own limitations. Yes, because you're too worried. Exactly. Fog. Thank you, Burge. You're Thank you. You're Very welcome. helpful. You're welcome. I hope that all of you listening um, on this call uh, for the recording and also those of you tonight and tomorrow, uh, it could be daytime if you're listening to it on the other side of the world over there, um, I hope that this helps you get get some kind of a sense of how to let go of your attachment and trust and allow and the whole concept of precession and adding value and know that you make a difference and use that universe to-do list technique. It really, really works. And to say, I choose this or something better and I choose the highest good for all concerned. And so our next Power Hour that we're going to have next month is going to be June 17th. Remember, it's every third Wednesday. Every third Wednesday. So the next Power Hour is June 17th, and we're going to be talking next month about communication, the essence of communication, how to communicate your truth with compassion. So I'm going to have some cool techniques for us to tell our truth with so that we can tell our truth, stand in our power, but do it compassionately. And those of you who are listening tonight, tomorrow, and on the recording, just a reminder that uh, the next Essence of Being is the end of May here in Atlanta So if you've never received, come and receive. If you've never taken the class, come and take it. It's May 29th, 30th, and 31st in Atlanta, Georgia. And then we'll be down in Fort Lauderdale uh, June 19th, 20th, and 21st. Um, Actually, it looks like it's going to be more like Boynton Beach, which is a little bit north of Fort Lauderdale. 
We're going up and down the coast of South Florida there. But it's June 19th, 20th, and 21st. And then I'll be in Canada and then back in Atlanta and then back in Florida and then South Africa and then back to Malaysia. So we've got quite a schedule, and that's just through September. So I wanted just to thank all of you on the call, and I hope that you got something out of it tonight. And to please check your emails and your Facebook events. And remember, if you want to um, get four free videos, you can text 96000. That's 96000. Just text that number, and then you put in the message, Burge, B as in boy, U-R-G-E. And that will give you a link for four free videos on how to create wealth. So that is another gift I have for you, uh, just for listening. And Could you say the number know, again? Sorry. Sure. It's 96000, so 96000. Gotcha. You just uh, put that message, uh, put that number in, and then you... Put the message of Burge, B-U-R-G-E, and you'll automatically get a link to four free videos. You can also go onto essenceofbeing.com, and there's a place for you to sign up for four free videos on the homepage for the videos of Creating Wealth. And you can always go to eobinternational.com. That's eobinternational.com to see all the places where we are uh, going to be internationally. So I welcome all of you to play with you this this next month. I choose happiness and um, fun because it's starting the summertime almost for everybody. And just remember that you are loved and that you make a difference and that you're important. And until we speak again, I'm signing off and saying good night. Let's say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Night, night. <laughs> good night or good morning. I love you. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good morning, everybody.